You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6. Well, we love to get out of the studio, and the News Hour is live from downtown Vancouver tonight, wrapping up Variety Week right here at Robson Square. Good evening, and thanks very much for joining us, everybody, as we celebrate Variety and help support BC's special kids. And look at the crowd we have behind us here at Robson Square. Hello, everyone. And you have plenty of time to still get down here to Robson Square, join that crowd, join the party, and most importantly, make a donation to help BC's special kids. And I'll tell you what, we really lucked out with the weather down here. It's been perfect. Yeah, Mother Nature must really love the kids across the province. <laughs> For sure. She knows that uh, they need variety's help. So, uh, yeah, the skies cleared early today. We actually broke 10 records across the province. Perfect weather. So come on down and join us. Yeah, we'll mm -hmm. check in uh, a little bit later on for more on that. And we got into a little bit of a competition today. Well, they have the Ferris wheel down here. They have the mini donuts and they have whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole. Yep. Come on, who doesn't whack-a-mole? And we have a little whack-a-mole contest. Every one of those moles is in concussion protocol right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see who comes out on top in All that right. competition later. Thanks, Claire. Right. Lots of fun down here at Robson Square, but first let's get to what is making the news today. And the mother of a special needs student is outraged tonight after she says her daughter suffered a traumatic injury in class. She says her daughter was bitten by a teacher's dog. And even though an official report was issued, the school's insurance company is now denying it happened. 15-year-old Amelia remembers well the day she was bitten by her teacher's dog. Scars are visible on her hand. Ow. Did it hurt a lot? Yeah. It happened in February during a life skills class at New Westminster Secondary. Honey turning on the special needs student and puncturing her hand. She told me she was bit. She was looking at her hand and she was holding it coming down the hall. And there was blood with a bandage on it. Why the dog turned is unclear, but Amelia was required to take antibiotics, which made her sick. And according to her mother, staff never even inquired about Amelia's recovery. I've asked for a written apology by the district, and they remained silent on that. And did they offer to pay for any of these costs associated with what happened? No, nothing. The school acknowledges it happened, clearly stating in a letter, Honey bit Amelia on the hand. But now the provincial government's insurance company is denying the claim. Coast claims stating, Honey at no point in time bit Amelia. They're not taking responsibility. There's a lack of accountability. The incident occurred based on evidence, evidence that I submitted. Coast claims declined to comment, as did the school district, with the school asserting that Honey is a trained therapy dog. As for Amelia, she's now sticking with her stuffed dog. <laughs> Honey the dog, now out of the classroom. Catherine Urquhart, Global News. Also today, a huge police presence near the community of Enderby, east of Kamloops, has residents wondering and worrying about what's going on. It was like an army of militia here. It was um, everybody with machine guns, and it was quite um, eye-opening, really. Residents say police have been in this area for a week after some sort of activity on the property last Friday. Some have seen a pickup truck with flat tires and its windows blown out, and dozens of drums loaded into a trailer. Environmental services vehicles are on hand, along with an ambulance. 
Some neighbors say it has all the hallmarks of a large drug lab bust, but police are not saying anything at all at this point. Another sign tonight that Metro Vancouver's hot real estate market is cooling off. Back in January, we told you there was exactly one single-family home in Vancouver listed for less than a million dollars. Tonight, as Jill Bennett reports, that number has increased substantially. It's not rare to see a house for sale, but this is a rare sight. The price reduced for a four-bedroom, almost 2,000-square-foot detached home to less than a million dollars. Buyers are ultimately in the upper hand right now. It is a buyer's market. Just around the corner, another detached home with a price tag of 950000 But the term buyer beware might come into play. It's a hop, skip and jump down from these sides. So it's, there's always needles and condoms and sketchy characters. And we've had people sleeping in our parking lots and in front of our doors every night. And it's uh, not really very nice. Last January, this was the only detached house in Vancouver that was listed and sold for less than a million. Now there are at least six similar properties for sale. We've had a, a f- fantastic run-up in prices, and and it's inevitable at some point that you have a, a market correction. I think that's what we're having right now. Purchaser today has more opportunity because they have the opportunity to follow a strategic plan. I feel that 11 months ago, a lot of the purchasing that was done was quite emotional. Soretsky says some prices on Vancouver's west side are down by as much as 20%, close to 2016 figures. Throughout the region, that's having an impact on what people are willing to pay. People think next month prices are going to be slightly lower, so everyone's a little bit hesitant to pull the triggers, and that's why we have really so few sales right now. Combine that with the new mortgage stress test and rising interest rates, and getting into or moving up in the market can still be a challenge. By the time you wait for prices to hear the bottom, and by the time we recognize the pattern to do so, it will already be too late because the low prices will be behind us. Calla says as for more homes falling below the million-dollar mark, that means more buyers could potentially qualify for insured mortgages, which in today's market means reduced rates. Jill Bennett, Global News. A young woman is now facing charges in a hit-and-run that killed a 17-year-old star athlete. Travis Selge was struck in Cloverdale in May of last year while on his way home from soccer practice. He died two days later. Ritteraj Kaugriwal has been charged with a number of offenses, including criminal negligence causing death. Selji had trained with the Vancouver Whitecaps residency program and wanted to play professional soccer. Well, there is a somewhat surprising new BC voice in the debate over Canada's arms deal with Saudi Arabia in the wake of the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Global Sarah McDonald tells us why the owner of the Vancouver-based Fresh Slice pizza chain has waded into the fight. Sarah. That's right. Many of us have likely seen this logo on street corners right across the province. But pretty soon, this pizza chain's franchise stores could look dramatically different. And here is why. The president of Fresh Slice Pizza, Ray Russell, is taking a public stand against the federal government, urging Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to put the brakes on a multi-billion dollar arms deal, selling Canadian-made military equipment to Saudi Arabia. Trudeau has been facing mounting pressure to scrap that $15 billion deal, which was actually signed by the previous conservative government. It would be the largest arms deal in Canadian history, but that money changing hands with the Saudis isn't sitting well with many critics, including Russell, and especially now. The murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi at the hands of the Saudis inside their consulate in Turkey, compounding an already abysmal track record when it comes to human rights. 
You've got over 70 locations in all the main intersections in big cities in BC. Over 700,000 people pass by our, by our storefront every day. So I think they're going to hear our message. Now, Russell, who immigrated from Iran three decades ago, says if the feds go through with this deal, he will make sure British Columbians know all about it, promising to plaster posters critical of any party working with the Saudis in every one of his chain's franchises, which Russell says rake in roughly $35 million in revenue combined on an annual basis. Now, the prime minister, for his part, has been waffling on this all week since this renewed pressure began mounting, insisting that cancelling that deal could cost upwards of a billion dollars and penalties, though the feds now say they are taking another look at that deal. Certainly a delicate tightrope to walk when it comes to optics on an international scale here. All right, Sarah, thank you for that. Sarah McDonald reporting. Mail and parcel deliveries were delayed across B.C. today as the rotating strikes by Canada Post workers come to Metro Vancouver. About 3,500 workers walked out at the main distribution center in Richmond. A number of retail postal outlets were also behind picket lines. The government has appointed a special mediator to try to bring the two sides together. Well, we are down here at Robson Square for the wrap-up to Variety Week with the fun crowd behind us. All Mm -hmm. this week, we've been asking you to help Variety, the children's charity, and you can add your name to that list of donors, which is helping BC Kids right now. That's right, and tonight, Maple Ridge Chrysler is generously matching your donations during the news hour, so you can double up. Please call 310KIDS or go online to variety.bc.ca or even easier, just text KIDS on your smartphone to 45678 to make an automatic $20 donation, and you can do that as often as you like. And a reminder, we are live from Robson Square tonight, celebrating the wrap-up of Variety Week, a cause that's very close to our hearts right here at Global. Got a good crowd tonight, too. We do. There they are, right behind us. (laughs) It is not too late to donate. Just call 310KIDS or text the word KIDS to 45678 to make a $20 donation. And don't forget, donations during the news hour are doubled. That's right. Now, more of the Variety Week wrap-up party for you shortly, but right now, Canadians who put their lives at risk to help save others were honoured in West Kelowna today. That's right. This year, the Canadian Humane Association handed out bravery awards to 19 British Columbians, and that includes a Langley man who was part of one of the most dangerous rescue operations the world has ever witnessed. Here's Global's Kimberly Davidson. For 18 days, the eyes of the world were focused on a group of boys and their soccer coach trapped in a flooded cave in Thailand. The rescue effort involved thousands of people, and one of them was Eric Brown, a diver from Langley, B.C., living in Thailand. Brown spent days in the cave helping to organize the dive, and during the rescue, he stayed in the cave, changing tanks and moving the boys along as quickly as possible. I mean, everyone doesn't realize there's no communication once you're inside, so once you send the kids off... You know, you don't find out for five hours till you're out whether the kids made it or not or, or how things are going. Nothing's been done like this before, so every 45 minutes we're supposed to have a kid come. Sometimes it's an hour and a half, so you're not sure if there's trouble in front of you or, um, yeah, I mean, it's stressful. Brown attended the ceremony with his mother, aunt and brother and accepted his silver medal for bravery from Staff Sergeant Major Josh Lockwood for the Honourable Janet Austin, Lieutenant Governor of British Columbia. You didn't realise how big it was. I mean, uh... You know, it wasn't so sort of that you turn on the news and you see it all over the world that you sort of you know, realize the scope of what's going on. You're pretty, you're pretty uh, 
focused on uh, on the task at hand, to be honest. So you don't you don't you don't think about past there, kind of day by day. Brown is now booking speaking engagements around the world to talk about his experience, and there's even a documentary film in the works. Kimberly Davidson, Global News, West Kelowna. Now, an update on a young girl who has really benefited from your donations to Variety, the children's charity. Yeah, you might recognize her too. Sage has battled cancer most of her young life, and the latest round of treatment has left her weak and tired, but she did come down here today with her mom to ride the Ferris wheel and share some good news. Here we are with a lovely view out over Robson Square. Lenan and Sage, I know Variety is very close to your heart. Tell me how they've been a part of your life. Well, um, Chris, without Variety, uh, Sage wouldn't have been able to get the physi physiotherapy that she needed um, to be able to run and play and be more like a, a regular kid. And you guys just passed a very important milestone in her treatment and in her health. Tell me about it. Yeah. Um, this last scan a couple weeks ago, uh, Sage uh, finally made it to one year with no new relapses. Sage has been featured on a stamp. Tell me how that happened. Well, Bridie uh, just asked me if it was okay to use a picture of Sage and I on one of their stamps that they send out to their supporters, and I said, yeah. <laughs> Sage, I see you watching that mini donuts uh, booth down there. What if we, when we get off, we get you some mini donuts? What do you think about that? Donuts? Have you enjoyed the ride? I can tell she has enjoyed it. And, uh, and thank you very much again, Lenan. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for asking us to come and be a part of this. I know you can do it. Thank you so much to Maple Ridge Presser for doing that. So if you can... Stop by here at Robson Square, make a donation to help Variety, help BC's kids, and you can take a ride on that fancy Ferris wheel. It is 60 feet high, and you get the best view of downtown Vancouver from up there. That's eye-catching glowing at night <laughs> here, is. too, which is very cool. We hope to see you down here. Now, Halloween, as you know, is still a few days away, but early partiers have already started setting off fireworks in Vancouver. It's fun but a clear violation of the rules. Yeah, they're not allowed in the city until next week on Halloween. And the premature pyrotechnics have some calling for an outright ban. Jordan Armstrong reports. The debate around banning fireworks in Vancouver reignited Friday when at 1.30 in the morning, someone sparked an illegal display downtown. Tempers flared on social media and neighbors called police, believing... It was gunfire. We were able to confirm through a variety of um, methods that it was indeed fireworks, including Twitter, because <laughs> people, somebody was tweeting it out. And but we did take the precautions. We we took it serious. We went to we did an area search for people. No one was found and no property damage, but that's not always the case. Three years ago, an East Vancouver home was gutted by a fire believed to have been sparked by a Roman candle. Hey, Max, what's up? And in 2016, Maggie the dog was killed on the SkyTrain tracks after being spooked by fireworks days before Halloween. The use of fireworks is so culturally ingrained in Vancouver that the city feels that banning it would just drive the sale underground. Okay, so we'll get the bad attitude. Fireworks are banned or restricted in many parts of the Lower Mainland, but in the city of Vancouver, they are allowed only on October 31st. To purchase them, you have to be 19 and go online to get a permit. Chris Baisley has gathered more than 2,000 signatures for a petition calling for an outright ban. 
plenty of fantastic professionally run events every year like the Symphony of Fire, now renamed, the uh, ones uh, at New Year's. We don't need uh, a bunch of vandals running around setting off explosives for three weeks a year. Ultimately, any change to the rules surrounding fireworks in the city of Vancouver rests with the new mayor and council. We reached out to Kennedy Stewart, but his team would not make him available for comment. Jordan Armstrong, Global News. All right, we know people love their pets, but a new survey commissioned by BC Hydro has found they are really willing to pay for it. Nearly three quarters of British Columbians admit to using power to make their pets more comfortable when the owners leave home, which could be costing them up to $400 a year. The survey found that 90% leave the heat on in the winter, 57% leave the air conditioning on in the summer. 86% don't turn out the lights and 39% leave the television on, even going as far as recording specific shows to keep their animals entertained. Well, I love my chameleon and he needs the heat, so. Sometimes I leave the radio on here on the jazz station. We love our animals. We do a lot for our animals. So, yeah, I think for a lot of people it would be worth it. So we encourage British Columbians to uh, look for ways to reduce our electricity use. Um, obviously, things like switching to LED uh, lights, if they're going to leave the lights on for their pet, is great. Um, turning down that heat by about 2 degrees can save about 5% in their heating costs. Um, other things like smart home products are avail available now. So you can uh, use your smartphone um, to turn down the, the lights or turn on the TV if you're away from the home. So it's not all, all day running for your pet. You can turn it on. On, you know when and where it's needed. Well, as we've been telling you, of course, it is Variety Week, and all week we've been hearing those remarkable stories of resilience. Kids who are working to overcome their challenges with the help of Variety. So we want to introduce you to one of those kids, Isabella, who was diagnosed early in her childhood with dyslexia and ADHD, but boy, is she thriving now. Isabella joins us uh, on the show tonight. Thank you for being with us. Tell us a little bit about uh, your learning challenges, Isabella, and how Varieties helped you. Well, they gave me a school I really needed, like really needed, because the school I went to wasn't helping me. And because I have dyslexia and ADHD, so dyslexia is when I can't really read very well because the letters mix up. Mm -hmm. And ADHD is, ooh, shiny. <laughs> so just getting really distracted in class. Yeah. Yeah. But how's the new school and, and how is it helping you to learn? Well, they give different ways of learning, like they describe it to us, how math and science and different things. They, it's a better way of learning. Mm -hmm. It's more face-to-face -face instead of, here's your work. Do you want to give a shout-out to your school? I like the school, Kenneth Gordon Maplewood <laughs> School. We have um, elementary and a high school, yeah. so that's nice. That's awesome. Now, I understand that you've also been in a number of independent films, and now you're working on producing your own film? Oh, yeah, I am. Uh, I've made one over the summer for a camp called My Red Ball, and it was really fun. And my favorite film I've been in is called Enlightenment, and mm -hmm. it's the first ever film I was on, and they're so nice people. That is so great. Well, we're so happy to hear about the help that you've had from Variety. And, and your school sounds like a great place, too. And we're looking forward to seeing you on the big screen one day. Or maybe here at Global as well. Thanks, Isabella. Bye. Thank you.
A suspect has been arrested in connection with a series of pipe bombs sent to prominent Democrats this week, even as more explosives have been discovered. 56-year-old Cesar Sayop was picked up in Florida and charged with five federal crimes, including the mailing of explosives. Authorities say a fingerprint on one of the packages led them to Sayok. FBI investigators have seized his van, which was covered with pictures of the president, images of Democrats with rifle targets over their faces, and a derogatory statement about CNN. The U.S. Attorney General says they don't know his motive. He uh, may have been a part, appears to be a partisan, but that would be uh, determined by the facts as the case goes forward. I did not see my face on the van. I don't know. I heard he was a uh, person that preferred me over others. The charges carry a maximum of 58 years in prison and more charges could be filed. More packages were found today addressed to two Democratic senators and former intelligence director James Clapper. The suspect is an ardent Trump supporter who pushed far-right conspiracy theories online. A multi-million dollar reward is now being offered to solve the case of billionaire philanthropists who were found dead in their Toronto mansion 10 months ago. The family of Barry and Honey Sherman is offering up to $10 million for information that would lead to the couple's killer or killers. That announcement comes after the family's lawyer detailed a number of shortcomings in the police investigation, calling the conduct of the Toronto Police Service well below standard. But the police chief defended his officer, saying the family does not have all of the information uncovered so far by detectives. A scare in the air down under for the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. A plane carrying Harry and Meghan was forced to suddenly abort its landing at Sydney Airport because there was another aircraft on the runway. The pilot performed a go-around circling the airport before landing safely. Prince Harry and Meghan were returning to Australia after a visit to Tonga. The royal couple will next visit New Zealand as part of a 16-day Commonwealth tour. All right, back to the reason we are down here at Robson Square tonight. Having one child with special needs can be challenging for a family, but when there are two children in the same home, it's often completely overwhelming. Your donations to Variety allow families to provide their children with the necessities of life. And in the case of Penelope and Myra, help them to achieve an activity that we sometimes take for granted. Do you remember what special that is happening today? I get to have my bike today. Yeah. Do you want to go see it? Yeah. Penelope and Mira will be getting new bikes today, but they won't see them. Here's the handle. There you go. There's all the bike, and there's the seat. They'll touch them, they'll sit on them, and they'll even ride them. The bikes will change their lives. Here's the seat. Good. Penelope and Mira are sisters, born with the same genetic affliction. It's turned the life of this family upside down. We've got blindness, which could be stressful, and fragile bones, which can be very stressful, epilepsy, which can be stressful, autism, which can be stressful, all on their own, and times two. Variety, the children's charity, understands what they're facing and want to help any way that's possible. That's why your donations are so important. The adaptive trikes the girls are receiving are going to help make some dreams come true. You know how you have dreams for your kids and when you have a child who's born with a disability, you have to reconfigure that really quickly or maybe you realize that... You're not really entitled to have dreams for your kids. 
um, but still there's little things that you do hope they'll get to do. Bike, 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 bike! There you go! These new bikes will also provide enormous support for the girls at school, where social isolation can be a big concern. And physically, for sisters who are extremely susceptible to severe bone breaks and need the muscle-building exercise bikes will provide. Never, ever, ever would have happened without variety. Um, I need to be at home because femurs break and seizures happen and so I'm on call um, 24 hours a day and for a family on one income it's it just never yeah it never would have happened. Thank you Variety. You are so welcome. Uh -huh. Well with your help Penelope and Mira have the opportunity to ride bikes helping them to stay active and healthy. Well, now they can have some more incredible family moments together, too. That is what you can do by calling 310KIDS and donating now so other children can have that same opportunity. And you'll double your money for the remainder of the news hour if you do it now. And they're going to double your donation, too. Welcome back to Robson Square, our broadcast location for the evening. Wrapping up Variety Week, and it's not too late to help BC's kids. Just call 310KIDS or text KIDS to 45678 to make a $20 donation. It's such a beautiful night down here. Oh, it really is. All right, we'll check with Christy in a sec. A beauty pageant in Myanmar was filled with more drama than usual. We'll tell you what happened at the big moment right after Christy <laughs> and the forecast. All right, nobody was injured at that pageant, just so you know. Uh, let's check in with Christy now. She's got a great view of what's going on down here in Robson Square from up on that Ferris wheel on a beautiful evening, Christy. That's exactly right. You said it's a beautiful night for you down there. Well, it's a beautiful night up here. You know, uh, this is my second time on a Ferris wheel. We were up here for the 5 o'clock show, but now that the sun has set, this is spectacular. All the lights shining, and check out this view. We're nearly at the top right now. Look at that. With the law courts there and all the lights in downtown, this is great 60-foot ferris wheel what more could you want to wrap up an excellent variety week thank you to everyone who has helped out we also have whack-a-mole down here and mini donuts now we need to talk about the weather things clear perfectly today we saw record-breaking conditions 10 records broken across the province here are three vancouver hitting 17 degrees and by the way the hot spot was ashcroft at 19 the hot spot across canada that is now let's have a look we are going to see a change though we talked about a dry Saturday but that change means that the change the sunshine we saw today means that the rain is going to move in earlier tomorrow so increasing cloud in the afternoon rain pushing in likely by the early evening hours and will continue overnight nice high pressure though for the inland regions but yes you can see that change by tomorrow evening those of you across Vancouver Island expect the rain to push in by the afternoon hours even so further inland lots of sunshine still for your Saturday that same plan in place all across the southern BC areas. This is awesome. They're really moving now here on the Ferris wheel. But yes, a change later on the day for the South Coast regions with rain pushing in and that rain will be on and off for the next several days, including everyone our Halloween. So be prepared for wet weather on Halloween. But we are going to refine that as we get closer to Halloween and try and change that just like we did for variety, our wrap up weeks. You know what? We weren't expecting rain, but everything cleared out quite quickly. And Check this out. I mean, really, this is just awesome. 
That is so beautiful. You guys what a great will view. And throw it back to you over there. Does it not feel like this? I was just gonna say, going Chris, I'll throw it back to you. Though? This is pretty it's going awesome, very quickly. though. It's going around very, very quickly, considering this is her second time on a Ferris wheel <laughs> in her life. It's beautiful, that it view. Is. All right, thanks, Christy. Well, by design, beauty pageants are filled with suspense, but no one could have expected what happened at an event in Myanmar last night. They were down to just two contestants in the Miss Grand International. Miss India and Miss Paraguay, when the host announced the winner. You guys got to make some noise. Miss Grand International 2018 is Miss Grand Paraguay. Whoa. Oh. Oh, she dropped. Clearly, it was too much for Miss Paraguay. Clara Sosa fainted. Seconds after she was declared the winner, she was taken backstage to recover, later returned to be crowned, all was good. In an interview before she won, Sosa said she might need a doctor because she felt like she was having a heart attack. Oh boy. You know, those heels can be really high and <laughs> balancing right. on them, yeah. not easy. It's a, it's a thinner air up there the higher you go. Welcome back. We are live at Robson Square for the Variety Wrap-Up Show. You still have time to help Variety help BC kids, and we want to thank everyone who has already donated and everyone who's come to say hi down here at Robson Square today. That's right. The phone lines are jammed, too. We don't want you to be discouraged. Keep calling. We're going to keep the phone lines open until, what is it, midnight? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. So uh, you'll have a chance. We do want you to go online, though, if you can, or text 45678. And then if you get your donation in during the news hour, it'll be doubled. Okay. You can do it. You know it. what? They should leave the Ferris wheel down here. Good uh, idea. Cool. Awesome and they should have that choir that's singing Don't Stop Believin' by Journey right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> the pop hits. I know. Taking it old school. All right. Uh, tomorrow, the Lions are in Regina. Last regular season road game for BC this year. Uh, they finish the season at home against Calgary next Saturday. Then it's the playoffs. They'll need to win their final two games, have any chance of hosting a postseason game at BC Place. Otherwise, all their playoff games will be on the road. Whatever the case, these final two games are also about getting ready for the playoffs, no matter where they have to play. These are two great dress rehearsals. The first uh, dress rehearsal is uh, a road game. Um, and, you know, no louder place, no more antagonistic a place, and no better opponent and then you know you win that you come home you have another playoff uh, uh, rehearsal now it's the uh, the benefits of playing at home playing in front of a, a supportive crowd playing in a climatized uh, uh, you know stadium and playing at a place where we don't lose you know so when you look at the two scenarios I think they're perfect for what lies ahead Canucks are back in town they'll play Pittsburgh tomorrow at Rogers Arena the Penguins have scored 15 goals in their last two games. Six against Edmonton, they put up nine against Calgary. Not sure who the Canucks will start in goal tomorrow, but the way Pittsburgh is going, perhaps the Canucks should just start both their goalies. Now, there was a time early in his NHL career when Prince George's Brett Connolly was seen as a bit of a disappointment. He was drafted six overall in 2010, didn't last with Tampa or with Boston, but he matured, he got better, found a home with the Washington Capitals, and it's there where, of course, he got his name on the Stanley Cup. But it isn't all. That's not all that happened last season to Conley. 
Among the many memorable moments during last year's Stanley Cup run by the Washington Capitals was Prince George's Brett Connolly trying to get a puck to a six-year-old girl named Keelan during the first round series with Columbus. In some ways, this provided good karma for Connolly and the Capitals the rest of the way. It was a positive thing for sure. And, uh, no, I actually uh, saw her at the opening night again this year, so she's uh, she's around a lot now. And uh, another thing that it was just a, a really good season with a lot of positive things, and uh, you know, obviously good uh, good press and uh, really good to you know put a smile on a little girl's face. That wasn't the only smile Connolly was responsible for. There were a lot when he took the Stanley Cup back home in August. That was incredible. Um, I got to share that with a lot of people that I haven't seen in a while and you know, really good to share it with the city, a uh, place that means a lot to me. Um, a lot of people there mean a lot to me, so um, it was an amazing weekend. I got it on the Monday and had the whole weekend to kind of um, prep for it, so it was, uh, it was something I'll never forget. All right, one of SFU's most storied sports programs is their men's soccer team, stretching right back to the 70s. When John Buchanan started building a powerhouse, he was the head coach then, then Keith Watts continued that. Both of those coaches sadly have passed away, but what they started is still strong to this day. Flicky! Wait, wait, wait! wait, wait. Oh. Yeah. It's been the perfect season for SFU's soccer team. They're undefeated, 15-0, outscoring opponents 54-5 in those games. They're ranked number one and have clinched their third straight conference title, but this club has their eyes on a bigger prize, a national title, something that's eluded them in the past. I'm very confident in the group. Uh, more importantly, the group is confident. And uh, so I put us against anybody, for sure. You know, and uh, on our day, I think we, we can win it. Since joining the NCAA in 2010, SFU has made it to the championship tournament five times three times exiting in the first two rounds and twice losing in the final four. We failed twice, I'd say. So uh, we're not going to fail again. <laughs> that's, that's as simple as that. And if they can, it would add to the program's storied history. SFU was a powerhouse in the mid-70s and early 80s, winning three titles in eight years. But no hardware since, which surprises David Cobb, who's part of the 1983 championship squad. I mean, if I would have thought back in 1983 that it would be 35 years later and SFU hadn't won a championship, there's no way that would happen. But it has. But sometimes it's just, you know, the luck of the draw. They have excellent teams, but it's very competitive. Despite the lack of national trophies, the school is still one of the most coveted for recruits. The deep tradition of the program, a big reason why. I think staying in Canada really shows that there's a lot of quality here. Um, just in the coaching staff that we have, not a lot of professional teams have that, that good of a coaching staff. And the program sells itself. Some of the stuff about national team caps that the guys have had in this program, some people don't know that stuff. Um, certainly my colleagues in the States don't know. We've had two guys play in the 86 World Cup. You know, um, it's unheard of. SFU wraps up the regular season next weekend oh, yeah! with the playoffs kicking off the following week. Chanel Pertap, Global Sports. There you go. All right. Thanks very much, Squire. Thanks, Squire. Welcome. Still to come, though, a competition like no other. Sophie and Squire battle it out for a whack-a-mole supremacy down here a little later. Oh, well, you're not a mole. Okay. A mole. But first, here's Kasia Badurka with five things to do this weekend. Kasia? 
Yep, just days away from All Hallows Eve, and we've got a few ideas up our sleeve. But first, health and wellness is top of mind for many, and the Vancouver Health Show will bring you just that. Ways of improving your lifestyle, health, and vitality through demos, exhibits, and presentations. Dress up and head to the Halloween Spooktacular at the Coquitlam Farmer's Market. Be a part of the costume parade, engage in crafts and games, and indulge in treats. But as the sun descends, you'll want to head to Maple Ridge for the third annual Celebrate the Night Festival and Fireworks, a free, family-friendly event with lights, lanterns, storytelling, games, food trucks, and an impressive fireworks finale. It's Coho Commotion in North Vancouver as salmon leap and return to their birthplace and create the next generation. Watch the natural spectacle and learn all about it from the experts. It's becoming tradition for adult revelers. The Halloween parade of lost souls takes over commercial drive with live entertainment, dancing, activities, and of course, a parade of thousands, followed by an after party. For more, head to globalnews.ca slash five things. Five Things to Do is brought to you by BCAA. Get a BCAA membership and save with our many partners. Plus, get the best roadside assistance. Hey, we couldn't wrap up Variety Week without a little fun on the midway back here. So they won't let Squire and I on the ride on the Ferris wheel because we'll get food all over the place and it'll be problematic. <laughs> yeah, that's so, what happened last time. So instead, we played a game. All right, guys, ready to whack them, smack them, attack them? So yes. Squire oh. claims that he is the whack-a-mole master. Well, as I said before, I had a mole issue in my apartment. No longer. Those moles were whacked. That's odd. It is odd, I but I had to, to get rid of them. Figure out your apartment. Okay, I'm ready for this. I'm a two-handed whacker. Why? What's with the two-handed bowl? I'm just whacking? ready. I'm in it's your own your own style. Okay, whoa. What happened? What the mole's too slippery for you. I don't know. You threw me off. Oh, oh, so you still it. win something, anyways. Everybody's a winner. You got a participation bear. It's the variety nice. bear, it which is, is very bear. appropriate. Yes. Now, were we playing for something? Was I think it just I, pride? I think I have to buy you mini donuts. Nice. Now? So I need to, Galas, borrow some money from you. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you covered. I got you covered. There's your oh, donuts right you. there, you guys. You had to borrow the money well from Kenshin, right? Yeah, I had to borrow from I have to do something today. From our big boss. We want to introduce nice. you to uh, uh, Kenton Boston, who is our um, VP of News and Public Affairs. Callie Wesson here is the CEO of Variety. Uh, it's been an awesome week, and it's been so good to have you guys uh, be a part of this. Kent, from a corporate standpoint, Absolutely. Why, are we a, why are we a big part of this? First off, thank you so much to this team and to our television audience and radio audience. We're here because we're a part of the community and we're so honored that BC has really stepped forward again to help the kids of this province. It's a tough time right now with so many challenges and we're so honored to be here with all of you and for the kids in BC. And Kelly, I mean, we talk about how variety helps. We always talk about how we want to help BC special kids, but what does that mean exactly? What do these donations mean to them? I think we are changing the lives of kids with special needs here tonight and throughout this whole week. I mean, we the donations help families and children thrive. Um, anything from mobility equipment, as you've seen, to uh, therapies and that sort of thing, we are changing the lives. Okay, and we're changing how many more lives with this Variety Week? Big oh, reveal? Yeah. yeah, big reveal. How many? 268 kids? 268! 
776 kids. That's fantastic. Almost $700,000. And we still, we would still take your donations. 310 kids. We know that number is busy. So you can keep calling until midnight tomorrow or go online variety.bc.ca or text kids to 45678. And don't forget the Variety Show of Hearts telethon, which is going to be on February 8th. uh, Sorry, February February 10th. 10th. February 10th. 